in the city of village of Saalfelden, Austria. The date, I don't think I gave this earlier, August 29th, 1987. Where were you in 1987? If you were a member of the Art Ensemble Chicago, Lester Bowie, Joseph Jarman, Roscoe Mitchell, Malachi Favors, Magostut, or Famudu Don Moye, you were in Saalfelden. And um, my name is Mitch Goldman. Eric Person is my guest on this Deep Focus this is music that's almost never been heard. It was recorded by the local radio station and broadcast maybe a handful of times to a handful of Austrian listeners. And uh, we are very fortunate to have it here in the KCR archives. Uh, Eric, is this is there such a thing as a typical Art Ensemble Chicago performance? And if so, is this one? Or what do you think? Uh, well, it's hard to lay typical on uh, music this open, you know, because it's never going to be the same, you know. I know even if they're going to play the same song, it's probably going to go a lot of different places. But, I mean, I like this performance a lot. I mean, it's it's some good things in there. And, um, I, you know, it's funny. Like, uh, there's there's some people who are really into this kind of music. Yeah. And there's some people who... Are not into this kind of music. <laughs> yes. And, and 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 the thing I'd have to say is that um like when I listen to some of it, it ain't I don't like every note that's that's being played, but it's something about it's a it's a lot of things in it that I like, you know. I like a lot of different textures, I like uh dynamic uh, a wide dynamic spectrum, you know, yes. a lot of softs, louds. Yes. And then they, they do get into swing in there. Sometimes they even play funk. You know, so I, I like I like um, the mystery in the music. Yeah. Like you got some musicians who, like, yeah, you know, it's funny. I was reading this thing on Salvador Dali. He was rating all the all his contemporaries, art, artists. You know, all the famous Picassos and you know uh, all the guys around his, I guess around his time. Right. And he and he rated them with these different. Um, uh, words and adjectives or whatever mm -hmm. and uh and one of the things he mentioned was mystery mm -hmm. and i never forgot that because it was like a important part of music and opening people's minds and their souls is having a certain amount of mystery in the music that was something eric and i had the experience of coming up working with ronald shannon jackson eric as a musician me uh supporting the music and uh, that was something that Shannon used to talk about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, was mystery absolutely, and that was not just something he talked about. Actually, something that he manifested, yeah. lived, breathed, um, had a hunger for. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
and I think it comes through in the music. Yeah, to me, I I think it's important too because like I I was like uh, my my trio uh, trio kinesis we had a group uh, we had a performance the other night, and we was just backstage you know kind of putting the set together and and you know my ideas of a a, a good set have changed over the years you know for what I want to present like some guys you know um, I know Miles got. From away from like a song, a song, a song, a song to start, he segued everything and, and and took little parts of some songs. Maybe it just played the melody and a little something, then went to some. And uh, for me, I was um, I was trying to tell the cats, you know, instead of like segueing and things like that, more what I was looking for was for the music to have um, like we will, let's say we play a song and then. Um, we would we would go into a place where it was almost it was almost like you were going into a, a forest, you know. I'm just visualizing yeah, something, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and then you come out of that forest, and then you might be walking down a road, you know. And so have the music have like these different paths in it instead of just thinking like song, 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 mm-hmm. song start, song ends, start another song, and you know you you can kind of even if you don't. Even if you do start and stuff like that and stop, uh, just trying to have the music take different paths, you know, in different ways. Yeah. I yeah, I think I, I agree 100%. I think this show in particular, um, they sometimes, Art Ensemble Chicago will sometimes go through more specific individual songs, mm-hmm. move through them into right. other pieces. But um, this show to me seems like a kind of, wide mm-hmm. open architecture where they're yeah, the remarkable thing about this is how yeah. they breathe together and move yeah. through these things together and yeah. cue one another and respond yeah it's uh you hear a lot of bands try to do that mm-hmm. <laughs> very few people have the fluidity to do no, that the true. way these guys do it's true i mean it's like uh it's uh Sometimes I think it's it's easy for musicians and people in general just to like dismiss a music, you know, instead of just saying, you know, hey, you know, this is this is different. Let me see where I can find my place in this, you know, almost becoming another band member, mm-hmm. you know, and just finding where this fits with my being, you know. Does appreciating this music require? active engagement on that level to you or do you have that experience with it are you as energized as a listener as you are when you're playing music uh oh you mean just as a listener in general listening to music or this specific music this specific music oh um well uh that's a good question i mean i think when i listen to it uh i'm 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 a lot of things are hitting me so it's not like i'm just like you can listen to a performance and you might be sitting there listening for a while and nothing's happening, you know. But I feel like with every uh, little place that they're going, it's something, it's like a, a new color is being presented. And so I'm being engaged in a different way, you know. So I think it's, uh, I think it's good. Color, color is a great word to bring to mm-hmm. describing the music of the Art Ensemble Chicago. This is, uh, by the way, that gig you did just night before last, I guess, with Trio Kinesis, yeah. I saw the write-up in the San Diego paper today, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 
glowing. Yeah. Uh, if you're by your computer, go online and uh, what is it? The San Diego Reader. San Diego yeah. Reader. Uh, yeah. And over yeah, you, the top. Yeah, it was a it was a fantastic review. Uh, matter of fact, if you just go to you know go to Google or, or yeah go to Google and just punch in trio kinesis, T R I O K I N E S I S, and uh, it, it'll come up. It's like maybe the third listing or something. I mean, we're a new group, so it's not a lot of listings around uh, for us yet. But uh, man, you guys keep playing like that. And getting reviews like that. Yeah, that's that's the wow. goal. Wow, that's wow. the goal. You know, what was that last line? Do you remember what the last line of I that was, review? Oh, well, uh, he said that was uh, some of the best music that they heard for a very long time there. So, yeah, and 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 the the director who brought us there, he said the same thing to me too. So uh, I know the, the it was a great gig. I mean, I don't, I I could have easily said it was a good gig. It was a great gig. Nice. You know, so it was cool. That's my guest talking. My, I'm taking full <laughs> credit. My guest, yeah. Eric, Eric Person. Yeah. And um, are any opportunities in the New York area? Uh, well, we're going to be playing at the Bean Runner, uh, which is up in Peekskill um, in two weeks. Ah. What, what day is that? The 16th, I believe. Yeah. Saturday. Saturday, yeah. Nice. Yep. So nice. we'll be there in... Um, and if you're in that area or if you want to drive up, it's not that far from New York City, matter yeah. of fact. So, yeah. So the 16th, and uh, I think we start at 8, 8 o'clock. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Eric Persons, my guest tonight. We are in deep focus. I'm having a blast. And I um, yeah. hate to take attention away from the music because we have this remarkable recording that we're exploring, this unreleased archival recording from the village of Salfelden, Austria, August 29th, 1987. You are up in the Alps. You're up on this hillside, and uh, I remember an outdoor venue there, as a matter of fact. Okay. They had an outdoor venue and kind of a, kind of a field, hmm. and I remember a hillside above the village that went up and up and hmm. up and up and up in, in the Alps. Okay. And uh, if you were so um, motivated to explore that, which I was, actually. I went I, for a little hike up there. I, I probably, uh, once I got out of the van, I was probably delirious from probably driving uh, 15 hours. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? It, this is coming back to me because when we were there, it was the first gig on the tour. And I'm remembering mm. now, right, it was m- March. Mm. And we flew into Munich. And it must have been like an eight-hour drive. So we flew mm-hmm. overnight, landed in Munich, drove eight hours to yeah. Saalfelden, did the show that night, and then crashed there that night. Mm. And uh, Who was that with? That was with Shannon? With Shannon, okay. yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, I was back another time, and I remember uh, playing tennis there with Don Byron. That's another story for another show. <laughs> Hello, Don. Um but yeah, you're in this beautiful village, this beautiful yeah. Alpine village in the Alps. And uh, so that is, and it's a very much, I think, a local crowd of, of okay. Austrians. Hmm. So we're there with the Art Ensemble of Chicago, August of 1987. And uh, we're going to dive back into this piece from the WKCR archives. Eric, anything else you want to say? You were, I, I love the things you were saying about um, what's magical about this music and how to hmm. find your way into it. And uh, anything else you want to say? Or should we... Um, I you know it's been a lot of stuff just popping in my head. So you start the music and we'll okay. get to get to popping. Yes. <laughs> 
This is WKCR FM New York. You are listening to Deep Focus. My name is Mitch Goldman. Eric Person is our guest tonight. And this is music. If you turned in in the middle of that set, you don't realize, which is understandable, that uh, that's music you've never heard before uh, from the Art Ensemble of Chicago. Live recording from Salfelden, the Salfelden Jazz Festival, August 29th, 1987. And uh, Art Ensemble of Chicago at this time, as it was for such a long, magnificent span of years. Lester Bowie, who we heard with that fantastic trumpet solo. Joseph Jarman on various saxophones. Roscoe Mitchell, who was the reed man on that last solo. Malachi Favors Magostut on the bass. And Famudu Don Moye drums and everybody playing percussion and little instruments and uh eric person our guest for deep focus uh thoughts revisions corrections adjustments extensions from what we were saying earlier new thoughts as we this music unfolds uh i find it, it, it was yeah go ahead no go ahead well, I was going to say, these guys are really playing. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's always there's always some playing mixed in with mm-hmm. some whimsy. Whimsy. Whim- whimsy. That's a good word. <laughs> whimsy. Theatricality. Yeah. Um, internal uh, travels mm-hmm. and other things that come with it. But these, this is kind of like, I don't know, I feel like they're sort of uh, redistributing the genetic code of... Mm-hmm of bebop here a lot of what yeah. they're doing yeah i mean uh that last thing they were like playing over the uh the, the a section of uh, night in tunisia yeah yeah you and i had that same <laughs> we thought it at the same time yeah. i started saying did it yeah yeah you know you don't uh that's not always the first thing you think of there are some other uh it's actually a little section coming up of uh, some poetry from mr jarman hmm. which is always almost always part of the set with these guys but, but, but uh, yeah but, they've but, been hitting yeah no but but, yeah. The, but the thing about it is too is like uh um i mean you could expect anything because their whole concept was that their music was um ancient to the future this is know. a band now this is an important thing I'm sure there are people tuned in who are hardcore Art Ensemble Chicago fans. I hope. I, am, I have no doubt there are people who were going, are you kidding me? Where did they come up with this? Mm-hmm. I'm recording this. I'm listening to this. I'm not moving. I'm canceling my plans. I told you I'd meet you for dinner. I'm not going to be there. I'm home <laughs> listening to the radio. I'm calling all my friends who are into mm-hmm. this music. And then I'm sure there are people listening to this who are like, what, what is this thing called? Who's doing this? They're waiting for the music to stop and hear us talk. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> and uh, so I'm sure people who are catching this for the first time, um, you know, don't, don't know some of those, uh, those dimensions into which this music could stretch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, I mean, some guy was calling here and uh, trying to make trouble, talking bad about the music. And uh, after he hung up, then the music got conservative. I mean, they have the like little things in there that are very basic, you know. Oh, yeah. Like I say, I mean, I, the first gig I ever heard was, uh, the, I remember, it was funny, man, because they were playing all this wild stuff. And it was going on and on. And then all of a sudden... The bass player just broke off into a funk groove. And yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. 
about? You know what I mean? It's like so. That's what I dug about them. They could, they were eclectic in that. Yes. In that way that they were doing their thing, you know, they could yeah. do anything. Yes, yeah, so true. Or you might hear anything. Really. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Very true. And uh, and the poetry and the. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the all the, the the pageantry even so, but the other thing I was going to say that you touched on, one of the defining truths of this band, I think, isn't so much well. What their motto is, but the fact that this is a band with a motto, with a credo, mm-hmm. with a proclaimed yeah concept yeah even yeah, yeah. and and you want to say it oh uh, it was. Uh, Great, great black, black music, yeah. <laughs> great black music, ancient to the future, yeah. Yeah. And uh, so you know, not too many bands will have a statement of purpose yeah. that they'll put, uh, you know, right up front like that. Yeah. They did that, and then they they talked the talk, and then they went ahead and walked the walk. No, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, I I'd heard that somebody said that they would. Um, like when they're in their quote unquote rehearsals or maybe their early developments that they would like just say like we're gonna play one thing. So they would like for like hours stay in one vibe. You know, let's say like they said we're gonna play just quiet. And they would do this like for hours and hours. Or they might say we're just gonna play uh loud and roaring i don't know right, uh, right, for, right. for for hours or they might say we're just gonna play wide intervals for hours you know and and that 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 you you wind up beca- developing a language that way you know maybe a, a way to um collectively approach these things and then you can go in and out of that stuff so they they was they were mastering this this open thing oh yeah you know oh yeah and that was that was definitely an ethos that move through them yeah. and um the guy that i really knew out of all these uh, best was lester Bowie, and i got to talk to him about music mm-hmm. and you know you were talking about him wearing the lab coat he really or the chef's hat or sometimes both yeah. together which was a great combination mm-hmm. um that really meant something mm-hmm. you know he would Experiment. He would, you know, well, what would happen? Yeah. What would happen? Yeah. What would happen if we had through this at that? <laughs> you know, is it going to blow up? Is it going to melt? Is it going to yeah. shatter into a million pieces? Yeah. I'm going to find out, you know. Yeah. And even in something as contained as a single trumpet solo, he could do that. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I think that solo that he did right there that we just heard before that last saxophone solo was a great example of that where he's kind of being playful there was that moment when he yeah. he just started breathing into the mic and oh, having yeah, some yeah. fun with that, that and and yeah cool. and he's he'll you know do his uh expanded language of mm-hmm. the trumpet and you were yeah. saying something interesting maybe i can ask you to say that because you said it off mic about uh the influence mm-hmm. the potential influence and the the development of the language of trumpet mm-hmm. that Lester Bowie mm-hmm. did. And you compared it to the equivalent, what's available to saxophonists. That was very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I guess what I was, the way I was expressing it off, off, the, off the mic was that, uh, you know, as, as a saxophonist, we, we have a lot of different saxophonists that we might draw from. 
you know, I, I know I was like that. I know everybody's not like that. But, you know, for me, you know, it was Eric Dolphy. It was Bird. It was, you know, Gary Bartz. It was Jackie McLean. It was Train. You know, it was some other people. And each of those guys has his own path. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Distinct. And, you know, I, 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 I believe that a lot of trumpeters, they, they have a, a less broad spectrum that they might draw from. I mean, they might have uh, a few different hard bobcats, but that's still like the same style. So, like, you might hear a guy and his main influences might be Miles and Lee Morgan. So that's, and, and, and I'm saying that in that Miles as a bebop trumpeter and mm-hmm. then Lee Morgan as a, as a hard bop trumpeter. But what, if you, if you, added Lester in there. Right. Then you got something else. <laughs> yes, you, you know do. what I mean? You yeah. got you cuz you're developing your melodic language and then you opening it up to all kinds of textures and 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 and, and volumes and blasts and rips and 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 just a, a unique open uh spectrum of of expressiveness. Yeah. You know. And and that's that's what I'm talking about, you know. Let me ask you about this because Going back to, if you've been listening since the beginning of the show, and uh, Eric introduced the idea of drawing on his Midwestern roots in the music that we discuss here on this program, Mm -hmm. that uh, people talked about this in terms of what Lester Bowie did. Mm -hmm. And I think he talked about it, too. The marching band tradition Mm -hmm. and some of the, you know, street traditions, folk traditions of playing music. Um, Do you hear that in what he's doing? And is that... Uh, also, something that you think is available to people that they might not realize. Oh, he, oh, he, he definitely was into that. Yeah. Um, oh, I at, just had a. Oh, I just had a memory of a time going to hear him play, and he brought oh. out the Heavenly Hummingbirds. What is that? They were a gospel-derived trombone ensemble hmm. from Brooklyn, I think. Oh, they they played with the Art Ensemble with Lester. Oh. Oh. And he, they, these guys played loud. They used to hmm. play in the street. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he didn't have a chance playing against them. And uh-huh. I don't think he cared. I just remember this huge smile lighting mm. up his entire head. Wow. Just hearing the sound of all that brass vibrating yeah. the whole room, you know. Yeah. And he did, he did play with them. It was beautiful. It yeah. was great. I mean, I, mean I, I know for me, like when I, when I listen to Lester, I mean, I hear all that expressive stuff. And I think about... Like he almost he has this 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 bebop, you know, knowledge, you know, mm-hmm. very very much so in there, and obviously the blues, but like 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 we're we're saying like those those New Orleans trumpeters and stuff, they, their whole thing was about shouting, and 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 and, and making the horn like the metal come off the horn the yeah. way they were yeah. Yeah, you yeah. know emoting, and so Lester really took that. And, and and he brought that to that avant-garde scene that can be very stuffy. Right. You know, even though it's open, it could be stuffy in a certain way because it's drawn upon, like, you know, a European, uh, some you know, it could be European classical or whatever, but European uh, tradition or, or something like that. But anyway, he brought that thing that's that was real earthy, you know, and expressive. So it was cool. That's a really interesting point, too, talking about Art Ensemble Chicago that people don't often realize that uh, despite the fact that they're called Art Ensemble of Chicago, they really were sort of formed in the cauldron of um, 
residency, long residency, early in their career in Paris. Mm. Right. And, uh, you know, a lot of support that they got all the way through. Here's a textbook example, playing mm-hmm. in this little village in Austria. And I, I think there's also a big connection to, you know, circus traditions in Europe and, mm. and all these other, like, mass entertainment. If you go back yeah. before television, what did people do? You know, they mm-hmm. went to... I don't think they went, I don't think it was a, so much of a popular thing to go to ballet, but it was a popular thing to go to the opera mm-hmm. and he'd see these costumes and hear yeah. this story acted out in front of you and, and mm-hmm. families would come and kids and all that. I think, uh, I'm sorry I never had the opportunity to ask Lester about that, yeah. but um, you know, it's not hard to see a connection there mm-hmm. too, you know? Oh, it's definitely there. I mean, I think also they, they probably, I mean... It, we obviously we're speculating after he's gone, but <laughs> yeah. uh, and it could be anything. But I mean, it's it's interesting because you know them guys putting on the paint and stuff. It's it's it. I had recently uh, heard someone talking about it, music in that, like if you have a gig and you just play, and then you have another group that plays and then has a visual aspect, people will remember the visual aspect. Even though, oh, even though, let's say the other group might have been better, right? Well, so, and some people certainly will. Yeah, 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 exactly. So those guys were able to tap into that, you know, the visual and the or, the oral, you know. At the same time, too, I think there is a connection in this to all kinds of European traditions, but uh, I know they would actively reject the idea <laughs> of being categorized in any mm-hmm. language to say that it's, mm-hmm. you know. European or African or Asian or American, mm-hmm. you know, it's their own creation. Reaching, I think. Yeah, yeah, reaching yeah. in a lot of places. Yeah, for sure. But all of that is present, mm-hmm. no doubt. Well, we should uh, we should give the folks more music. Yeah, all right, no doubt. We this is a treat. This is really this is a landmark to me um, in my experience creating radio programs. Having this document to work from. This recording of the Art Ensemble of Chicago has never been released. It's almost never been heard. It's been broadcast a small handful of times in Austria. Yeah. And here we're getting to play it. They're playing live at the Salfelden Jazz Festival, August 29th, 1987. And uh, once again, the Art Ensemble of Chicago, Lester Bowie on the trumpet, flugelhorn, Joseph Jarman and Roscoe Mitchell on the reed instruments, Malachi Favors, Magostut on the bass, and Famudu Danmoye drums Everybody playing percussion and uh, bells and bicycle horns and all the uh, noise-making effects that would be on stage with Art Ensemble Chicago. Mm-hmm. And, um, and having Eric Person along to oh. unpack this. Eric, if you don't know Eric's music, by gum, you're really missing out. Uh, fantastic multi-instrumentalist himself, band leader, composer, talking a little bit earlier about the band Trio Kinesis, which mm-hmm. is, is it fair to say that's your primary focus these days? Um, not really. I mean, the thing is, uh, I have another, uh, an electric group called um, Metamorphosis, and that's uh, music from my latest CD um, called The Grand Illusion. And and so Trio Kinesis is kind of alongside that. And then also my, my jazz group called Metaphor, I've been kind of focused on that over in Europe. So I got, I got kind of like three projects, uh, three bands, let's just say. And, and the Trio Kinesis is a collective, so that, that's exciting in a different way. So, And if people want to find out what you're doing, we mentioned the gig up in Peekskill, 
two yeah. weeks, a week from this Saturday, the 16th. Yeah, at the Bean Runner. At the Bean Runner. Yeah. But uh, also you were going to say, uh, well, we should tell them about your website, too. Yeah. Uh, anybody who's interested, um, li- links for music is available at uh, ericperson.com, E-R-I-C-P-E-R-S-O-N.com. And um, music's everywhere, Nat, Napster, iTunes, eMusic. CD Baby, Amazon. So I remember people used to be like, hey, man, I went to the Tower Records. Your, your, your record wasn't in there. Right. They can't say that now. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Too true. And we were talking about the... Uh, well, well, no, they can't say that for a couple of reasons. Ain't no Tower Records. <laughs> There's, no that. There's that. Yeah. Yeah. But also, I mean, I think about how silly it was and still is sort of, you know, shipping these little pieces of plastic and trucks carrying them to every corner of the earth it's really yeah much more efficient to yeah. be able to just press a button but i still miss a, a, I know. a major record comp i mean I know. record that's store in i know <laughs> i know i know we we're can't just, do anything about that yeah we're just kind of like uh talking about how you could go and see a gig at lincoln center and be like I'm going right over to Tower Records and buy their they stuff, or, yeah. or you may, may, might see some at the bottom line and right, right over to that tower. Right. Those days are over. Yes, that's true. But yeah. we have these days. Yeah. <laughs> Downloads. It's yeah. exciting, too. Do it. <laughs> yes. And uh, you get, the musicians get a more active participation now. I mean, there's good and there's bad. It used to oh. be, you know, but, yeah. but you get... A bigger piece of the pie. Yeah. Right? And oh, you no get, doubt. Uh, so that's good. That's good. Oh, it's We're, way good. I mean, because the thing is, uh, I mean, I've been, I'm advocating, you know, artists taking control of their music because it, it was told to me to do that. You know, I remember Gary Barts telling me, hey, man, you, you know, do your own thing now, you know. And he, he was like, I, it took me years to figure it out, you know. But he's like, you don't have to make the same mistakes as me. You know, do, you know, press up your own music and get it out there and, you know, get it where you want to, where it to be, you know. And I remember he said something too. He was like, I was like, who's distributing your music? And he was like, he was like, I, I'm putting it anywhere, barbershops. Right, right, <laughs> any right. Any place, you know, any place that somebody might buy. So, yeah, I, I mean, I think it's great, you know, because, you know, you, you do a record on your own label, you know, you keep getting paid. Yeah. You know, you do it for somebody else, they give you $1,500 or whatever, you know, the initial thing, and that's it. Right. You'll be seeing them sad statements. <laughs> right. Yeah, but, yeah you yeah. sold three three <laughs> CDs this, uh, <laughs> this, right. this quarter. But, and, and also maybe does it um, make you realize some of the services that were being provided by those companies or... I mean, do you look at, at the whole process now and go, these guys weren't doing anything? Or do you look at it and go, wow, they actually were, you know, doing a lot to help sell it? Or No. Uh, th- yeah. I mean, you're exactly right the, on, on the on the former because my first records was on Soul Note, and I really appreciate them, you know, believing in what I was, you know, doing. But uh, I remember I, I asked them to give me a list of all the critics that they the critics and the radio stations that I, uh, that they were getting the music out to. And they gave me, they sent me a, a one-page uh, 
paper with all the critics and the and the radio stations. So I was just like, this is ridiculous. I got I got angry. Yeah, I was I don't just blame like, you. That's unbelievable. Yeah. So I was just like, you know, I can do this, I, and it's and it's I have to do this. I have to, it's necessary to keep the music going. So for me, it's like I have like I have six or seven CDs that I've already got planned. Um, uh, one of which is will be coming out in a, in a couple of months called Thoughts on God. Uh, but even beyond that, it's it's like a whole bunch of different projects, and I'm like, okay, we gotta we gotta keep moving. Yeah, yeah. that is a very exciting project. I don't know if you want to oh yeah tease people a little bit about oh no doubt that's a that's a I'm fascinated by that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's uh it's some music I um wrote back in '84, and I finished it in '85, and I kind of just set it on the side, and I, I would come back and listen to some of the little tapes that I made at home and I recognize it as some of my most powerful writing um, and I, I planned on doing it for a large ensemble but um, I got you know kind of sidetracked in a certain way because you know I was doing all my sideman things you know and then I was trying to develop my uh, metaphor group and everything and put out other CDs and it wasn't really till last year that I saw people getting uh, funded through Kickstarter, I said, you know, mm-hmm. I, and, and the message for me is timely, you know, the spiritual message. And so uh, I was just like, you know, let's let's try and get this thing happening. So a lot of work and a lot of yeah. hours and sweat and everything later, we you know, we got funded through Kickstarter and, and started recording this year. Now, if people don't know about Kickstarter, maybe just... Oh, Kickstarter is a, is a, is a, is a website where you can... Uh, basically get all kinds of projects funded. Uh, authors get books made. Filmmakers get films made. CD product projects are done. Inventions are, mm-hmm. you know, uh, are, are, are come, uh, are funded to be developed a product. You right, know? right, right. And so um, it's, it's really, it's really, really cool. And um, so if, if you have a lot of fans, friend, friends, and whoever else that who believe in what you're doing, maybe they'll come along and make something that you're trying to do uh, a re- reality. So you put the word out there, and the call was answered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We um, got funded, and it was it was great. It felt really good, and, and it feels it feels even better to have the music recorded. And today I was in the studio uh, mastering it, so it'll great. be out, you know, a month and a half or so. And what label is putting that out? Oh, my. Distinction. <laughs> Distinction Records. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. We are. Should we Should we dive back in to the music? Yeah. I mean, we have some other stuff coming on. What we time do. is it now? 7.30. We're exactly okay. halfway through the show. Okay. We're here with you from 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Maybe maybe we should open up the phone lines. You <laughs> oh, know, just, You know, just. <laughs> he's like, dangerous. No. No. We, we could. We could you just let let people call in and say you know let us know what what they think of what we're playing. I mean, because we 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 like to know how it's hitting you all. You mm-hmm. know, hopefully it's hitting you in a good way. But we've only had one caller. It takes a lot, Eric. It mm-hmm. takes. How often do you pick up the phone and call a radio station? Oh, like never, never, right? It yeah. takes a lot to get somebody to really mm-hmm. move somebody. Yeah. To the point where they actually could do that, to pick up the phone and call you? Yeah, yeah. 
854-9920 is the number. You don't have to call, but you can call if you want. <laughs> we, we don't mind you calling. You know, I mean, if you have some constructive to add. Or destructive. Yeah. But you got to have something to say. Yeah, yeah, you got to have... You have something something to say, so that'd be cool. So we're just saying we're we're inviting it, you know, and we'll wow. see what happens. Wow, this is a bold bold moment in radio history. We've done this before. Two one two eight five four nine nine two zero. So we're going back to South Felden. It is a lovely little village, <laughs> and the date is August 29th, nineteen eighty seven. It is the South Felden Jazz Festival in Austria in the Alps, and it's the Art Ensemble of Chicago. This is thrilling. Unreleased, rare, live, Art Ensemble Chicago, Bowie, Jarman, Mitchell, Favors, Magostut, Moye. Moye. yeah. We don't really have song titles, so we're just going back in. And I will say, my name is Mitch Goldman. Eric Person. WKCR, FM New York. This is Deep Focus. I'm your host, Mitch Goldman. It's a deep focus from June of 2012. Eric Person, my guest in the studio, and our topic, the Art Ensemble of Chicago. There's two parts to this one. You've just listened to part one. Go check out part two. What else is there to say? I don't know. Let's leave it right there. Leave it there. The cat will get it. <laughs> leave it there. The cat will get it. <laughs> 